Well, I have the privilege to introduce Grant to you. And, you know, we, don't all, we weren't all here when Grant first arrived. It was six years ago when Grant and Marta decided to visit here. And Jared and I got to talk to him for a brief moment in the lobby. And then they started taking off to their car. And Jared and I had a little confab in the lobby and decided we need to take them to coffee. So Jared ran out to the parking lot and drug them to a stop and uh, schedule the coffee with them. I'll let Grant tell the rest of that story, but in that was an invitation. We asked them if they would come and that we would um, have them on staff as junior high pastor, and Marta became uh, Kim's assistant, children's pastor here. For two years, they did that, and um, with the understanding that we were going to send them out as a church plant, and that's what we call church starts. A lot of people never think about, how did this church get here? Somebody came to this community and started it with zero people but them and whoever they collected as a team. And so uh, Grant and Marta came, and you know they were here from Washington, where they had um, both graduated from college. Now, Grant put his teaching degree uh, to work, teaching at Life Christian and, at Jesu- and coaching football at Jesuit High School. And Marta was here, the thing that brought them to Portland uh, or so they thought, was the Culinary Institute where Marta was getting a second degree in uh, baking. And so um, you like to visit their house if you're ever in Walla Walla. <laughs> Always good baked goods. Um, so this morning, we have a video that's going to tell you a little bit more because um, Sweet Life is what we call a daughter church, and we're what you would call a parent church. That means we care about them. That means that we support them. That means that we encourage them and have relationship with them. And this morning, they have a video with a little message for all of you, and then we'll be back up with Grant. Four years ago, Marta, myself, Lance, and Maria moved out here to Walla Walla, Washington with a vision from God to plant a church and to reach people here for Christ. So um, I've been with them since the beginning. I actually met uh, Grant and Lance first. So um, I met them at Sweet Basil before Sweet Life even existed. Anyways, they actually were talking about having church inside their house, right? They didn't have this yet. And they asked me what I thought, and I said, I thought it'd be a great idea. Uh, Well, what surprised me in the beginning, first of all, is that they were given this church, and then um, just how much it's grown. Sweet Life has been such an amazing adventure. Um, Just the love through people shows the love of Jesus and God. Uh, The people here are amazing. And uh, Marta Grant, Marie and Lance, they've just been really great people. And for starting Sweet Life, just an amazing thing. So I'm just really happy uh, to be a part of all of this. We are Lance and Maria Malone. We want to thank you guys for your financial support that allows us to reach out to our community through fun events and also provides us an awesome place to do church on Sundays. part of Sweet Life for about two years now. I've been playing drums on the worship team pretty much ever since I started. Uh, one thing that, you know, Sweet Life has done for me is uh, it just impacted me greatly with, you know, that um, type of family vibe, you know. You can just go there and be who you are and be loved for who you are. Um, 
I absolutely enjoy being on the worship team. That is one of my favorite things to do is just get up there and play the drums and worship God and spend time with the people that are on the worship team. They're awesome people and, you know, I just love them and, you know, love chasing after God with them. Without the provisions that you have given us, we would not have been able to hold our Easter service and all the other events that we've had here over the last few years. So we just wanted to say thank you. I've been coming to Sweet Life for about six months now. Um, we really like the family atmosphere of it. It's small enough. Uh, you actually get to know everyone. Um, it's not too overwhelming. Uh, one of the things I look forward to or like being involved in is like the stuff with the kids. Um, my kids talk about it nonstop. <laughs> uh, my daughter, she's always, Mom, is it Sunday yet? Are we going to church? We need to go to church. We need to go hang out with church friends. <laughs> and it, it's just really great that um, we've been able to make friends with the families here and that our kids are getting closer. My name is Jordan Green, and this is my wife, Katie. And we just want to thank you for your support and prayer. Four years later, we've been incredibly blessed by people like you to be able to do that. And we've got places that we are going next. We are actively looking for a new campus for our weekly services to be able to con con continue to grow, to be able to have space for our kids. Would you be praying about that with us? Also, Sweet Life is going global. We have a desire to not only love people here in Walla Walla, but to spread the good news of Jesus around the world. And so this summer, we're taking a small team to Saskatchewan to work with First Nations and Filipino outreaches there. And we have a desire to have a whole team go down to South America with missionaries that we partner with down there to be able to love and serve and be the hands and feet of Jesus. Our leadership is doing good things here at Sweet Life. Lance Malone, who you saw earlier, our worship pastor, has been licensed as official Foursquare minister. We have others on our team who express the desire to do that, to take that next step in their development. As well as this fall, our entire team, for the first time ever, our entire leadership team will be going to our district conference together to be able to spend time together and get a big picture for what God is doing in Washington and in our region. And this summer at Sweet Life, we call it Summer Life. We've got lots of good things coming up. We have Kids Splash Pad Day. We have a Women's Night. We have Worship Nights. We have our third annual River Day. We have Fire Pit Nights. We also are doing a barbecue in the park where people will get baptized. Hi, I'm Grant. And I'm Marta. And we just want to thank you. For everything that you've done for us. We couldn't do it without you. We're all part of the kingdom of God and playing a role. And you have played a mighty role in Sweet Life's mission here in Walmart. Thank you so much. So one of the things you're going to discover as you listen this morning is that um, Grant could be called uh, sold out for God or all in. There's all sorts of popular phrases for that, all in for God. And um, nothing, 
says that quite as much to me as, how many of you know what a football fan Grant is? Yeah, lifelong football fan. We won't say what team till later, but a lifelong football fan, and he had the opportunity to become defensive coordinator at DeSalle High School there in um, Walla Walla, and he said no because of the time it was going to take and the mission that God has him on in the community. So we just want to welcome Grant and Marta and Judah. If you'd come down, Marta, I just want to give you some gifts. Come on down. Well, we, we don't want to forget Judah. We already gave a gift to the little one that's inside of Marta. In case you don't know, this fall, they're expecting their next one. And um, no, we don't know the gender, and we're not voting on it. Okay, and this is for you, buddy. There's a present for you, yeah. Yeah. He's a smart two-year-old. Can you open it? And we're not going to make him open it now but it's said that he really loves Daniel Tiger. Anybody else know Daniel Tiger? I've listened to a lot of him. You know all the songs. And Martin Grant, this is um, either it's the start of your baby moon fund or it's an awesome date for you, okay? Whichever way you want to play it. And we love you guys. Can't wait to hear what you have to say, Grant. It was great last service, too. Love you. Could you just give it up for me? Awesome. Well, hey, good morning, Evergreen. It is so darn good to be back. We love it, love it, love it. Um, you know, I was, uh, I was thinking um, with the announcements and everything, um, I got a call last night at 10 p.m. from our tech guy saying, um, hey, Grant, we forgot to do announcement video for this week. Can you please do it right now? Oh, okay. It's going to be from the hotel room, but here it goes. So technical difficulties. I, tell, I was just thinking, man, look at this. Look at the, like glowing uh, slinkies and like... <laughs> Bricks and stuff. Evergreen is a hot and happening place. I tell you what, it's good to be back. We, uh, we love the boomerang. We love coming back here. This boomerang is really a highlight of our year. Every year coming back to be with our Evergreen family. We, we look forward to it. I love it when we get the email from Jared and Ann saying, hey, boomerang's coming. We got to get you back here. It gets us excited. We look forward to it all the time. Every, every year we love it. I've uh, been hearing, you know, I've been hearing great things about Evergreen family because here's the deal is we, the, we take a lot of pride in being able to say that we were a part of and still are a part of the Evergreen family because of what God is doing through you. So today is not just about Walla Walla and Sweet Life, but also celebrating what God is doing with this Evergreen family. So I've been hearing things like your, the food bank here is reaching the largest population ever because of your generosity. Miraculous healings are taking place in this church family. The missions, the mission trips that you guys saw in those invitation videos, Guatemala and Mexico, you guys are catching the global vision that it's here, near, and far, that we're called to bring the good news of Jesus Christ all over this world. You guys are catching that. And that's exciting. Man, we get, we get fired up to be able to brag about what Evergreen, who you guys are, and what God is doing through you. 
I want to make sure to say this. I'm going to say this multiple times. You saw this in the video. I just want to say thank you. Man, from the bottom of our hearts, thank you for your prayers, your encouragement, your support. Crazy texts that we get from Evergreeners. Thank you so much. We truly mean that. Really, when we came together and said, man, we need to get, we need to get a, a video out really to say thank you, we did that be primarily coming from our thank you to you guys. So thank you so much for everything that you are doing. You heard a little recap story of, of kind of our story from, from Anne, so I won't go into too much, but it has been a journey. It has been a process coming here very randomly. Well, not randomly, but randomly to us then, to Evergreen back in 2012, and then four years ago at the end of June in 2014, being sent to Walla Walla, a place that but before we came here, the year before, we had never been to Walla Walla before. We didn't know anyone that lived there. We didn't know anyone from there. All we knew of Walla Walla was Burgerville Onion Rings. And so we went to this, to this place. And as you saw in that video, it's sunny and it's beautiful and it is a good place to be for sure. And it's, it's been an incredible journey. And so thank you for being with us every step of that way, doing that. God is blessing us in incredible ways. So today, Jared and Ann asked that I, I would give a, an update on what's happening in our lives in Walla Walla, what's happening in the life of Sweet Life Church. But not only that, also what God is saying to us, what God is teaching us, showing us. And I'm hopeful that each and every one of you can find meaning in that and join us in this journey from here in Hillsborough, or as Jared calls it, the borough out here in Oregon. So hey, just a quick uh, Crichton, uh, Crichton update. Hey, by the way, I, I'm up here, so I, I got the microphone. So I just got to say, uh, Ann said you're not going to name the team, so it is all about Purple Rain Bow Down to Washington with this guy. <laughs> Which I'm out in cougar country, and they, they talk a lot, but whatever, cougars. But yeah, so it's good. Hey, so <clears throat> um, <laughs> yeah, cougs. God help them. So the, I want to share a little bit about, about a little bit of updates on, on us as a family, uh, what's going on. It's been a fun season, a fun 2018 for the Crichtons. You got to see little Judah up here. He is a blessing. He's a lot of fun, our, our little crazy two-year-old. Uh, we got a picture of him up there just the other day. This was a proud papa moment for me. He wanted to hang from the high monkey bars for the first time, which was incredible. And then I don't have a picture of this, but then he proceeded to do one-legged decline push-ups from the stairs. So that's my stud right there, I tell you what. Start recruiting him now. So I wanted to give you a quick little uh, microcosm encapsulation of Judah, just real quick, so you get to know him. Um, I was out painting our house the other day, and he came out, and he was throwing footballs, shooting basketballs, hitting baseballs. Then he put on his tool belt because he wanted to fix our sprinkler, our lawnmower, and his bicycle. And then he ran through the sprinkler, and then he was trying to sneak our cats out multiple times, and then he was climbing the ladder, all within a span of about 45 minutes. So that's, that's Judah in a nutshell, a very busy but very wonderful uh, little boy. And as Ann said, we have our next one coming in October. We're really excited about that. Mama and baby are doing well. They're very healthy. Uh, we ended up purchasing the parsonage house from, that came with the church property that we were given. Uh, so we've been doing a lot of projects the last couple years to bring that up to speed. Uh, I was invited to British Columbia a couple months ago to coach at a football camp up there, working with athletes that will be going professional to the CFL and NFL within the next two years. So that was a blast to be able to go up there and work with that caliber of athletes and learn some Canadian football and had a great time with that. 
Uh, and Marta continues to do baking and pastry work. In fact, actually a pretty awesome opportunity. She is doing all the wedding cakes and all of the baking for her brother's wedding happening in September. Really special moment and opportunity for her. Uh, in fact, uh, she even has a little assistant there um, in her bakery at home. Um, so he was out getting the rolling pin and he was doing, and then eating the dough. So yeah, was, he's, he's helpful. Um, it's been a good 2018 for Sweet Life Church as well. Uh, we have seen active participation as never before as people are stepping into serving. We've seen a growth in depth as well as a growth in action. Uh, we've seen spiritual growth translating really into an ownership of Sweet Life. People saying, this is my church. This is my church family, and I'm going to invest in it. And we've seen that translate into community service, loving our neighborhoods and our town of Walla Walla. And we're really seeing our church vision being lived out. Our church vision at Sweet Life is saying we want to be a church that goes deep and wide, that goes deep in our relationship with Jesus, that goes deep in our relationship with each other as a family, as a community, and then reaching wide by reaching other people in Walla Walla for Jesus and reaching wide by loving, serving, and being involved in our community of Walla Walla. And so this 2018 has been a year like, unlike any other. You've caught, maybe caught that from the video, really seeing some incredible things happening. And this, this year all started with a vision that God implanted back in November, around Thanksgiving. Now, Thanksgiving in Walla Walla is really the start of winter. Our first Thanksgiving there, it dumped snow. I mean, it, we just got slammed. Usually, Thanksgivings in Walla Walla are sunny in about 20. That's pretty typical of Thanksgivings. This Thanksgiving last year was 70 and sunny. It was crazy. So on Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving, I'm basically dressed like I am now. It's 70 in November. It's crazy. And I decided I was going to take a day. I was going to take a day, and I was going to go up to this la the Bennington Lake right on the edge of town to this overlook that overlooks the whole area. We call it Lance's office. Lance being our worship pastor, that's where he takes his work and his guitar, and he goes up to his office to do his work there. And so I called him up and asked if it was okay if I used his office, and he said it was fine. And so I went up there, and I decided to spend the day in prayer, in worship, in the Word, and in journaling. And I want to tell you something crazy happened. God showed up when I did that. Now, going off on a little tangent here, can I just encourage you? There's something biblical about pressing the pause button in life and going to spend time with the Lord. You think about Moses with Mount Sinai, Jesus multiple, time in the multiple times in the Gospels. He, he broke away from the crowd to spend time with his father. Man, when you take time to go spend time with Jesus, he shows up. So I want to encourage you to do that. To, don't, get don't get lost in all the trees you have here, but I encourage you to go out and to do that. So I did this, and as I was pursuing the Lord, and as I was praying, he really brought me to a passage of Scripture that I had no familiarity with, something that I had never spent any time in before, I had never read before. Some of you may have it memorized. If you do, you, you can read it by heart. I never had. And so I wanted to share it with you today, because this really became the vision in 2018 for our church. So it comes out of the book of Isaiah in chapter 54. It'll be up on the screen for you. Verses 2 and 3. It says, Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes. For you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. 
Let me read that one more time. Enlarge the place of your tent. Stretch your tent curtains wide. Do not hold back. Lengthen your cords. Strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. As I spent time in this, praying over this and reading this, I really heard the Lord say that 2018 will become the year of enlarging the tent. The year of enlarging the tent, both in our own lives and in the life of our church. And what's been incredible is we have seen this vision take shape in our sweet life family and in the life of everybody involved with our church. We have seen breakthroughs take place in people. We have seen people stepping into areas of ministry they've never done before, doing things for the kingdom of God not before thought possible within their own lives. So as we go through this a little bit, thinking about enlarging the place of the tent, as I was thinking about that, praying about that, I got this picture, this vision of one of those large desert tents, Bedouin tents, maybe you can picture that in the desert, and this tent kept getting larger and larger and larger. And I really heard the Lord say in that moment, as you grow deep, you will also grow wide. As you go deep in your relationship with me, you will also grow wide. And so that's begun to happen. We have seen a growth in depth and pursuit of Jesus in faith and trust in the Lord, in a hunger for him. But we have also seen growth in things like our numbers. You saw in that video, we are actively searching for another campus for for our weekly services because our building can't hold any more people. So we are looking for another place to do that. We are seeing growth take place, but it all starts from pursuing Jesus And then the rest of it just falls into place. Thinking about stretching your tent curtains wide. As I was thinking about that, I really thought stretching our tent curtains wide in the place of prayer. Really believing that Jesus works and operates in a place of prayer and stepping out into that. I was at a a Foursquare Missions International conference uh, in Los Angeles a couple of months ago. And I'm in this room, and it's me and a couple of other pastors and some of the directors of FMI. We're in this room, and we're talking about strategizing how can we coach missionaries, how can we care for them, planting churches overseas, reformatting some different things, that sort of stuff. And at the end of this meeting, one of the pastors says, hey, can we pray about this? Well, that's great. Let's pray about it. So we start praying about it and going around popcorn prayer and different things and thanking God for missionaries and things like that. And as we're praying, there's an individual in the room, a good friend of mine, He is what I would call a veteran of the faith, Um, 78, 79 years old, been around Foursquare a long, long time. He is a very fiery guy. It's just who he is. And as we're praying, all of a sudden he says, stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. No, stop, stop, stop. No, no, no. What's going on? Uh, you okay, right? And so he he says, guys, guys, this is all nice but this is all churchy, fluffy, flowery stuff. Let's actually start praying and believing that God can operate in a place of prayer. Let's step out and actually do this if we're going to do it. As we say, oh, okay. So we started doing that. And let me tell you something. The atmosphere in that room completely changed. The Holy Spirit showed up. There were people in that room that started getting delivered of stuff. There were breakthroughs that were happening when we shifted our perspective on prayer, realizing, man, let's start praying. 
because God's going to move in that. So I came back from that trip to Los Angeles, and I got together with a leadership team and said, guys, we need to start doing this at Sweet Life. We need to start praying. God's going to show up. And so we started doing these things called prayer and worship nights, where we take an hour, and all it is is getting after it and pursuing God. And that's why I say, I say, guys, we're going to get after it tonight. We're not holding back. We're going to do this thing. And the impact that has been happening on our church family because of that has been just incredible. The responses and the posts from people about what that meant to them, I wanted to share some of those with you so you see some of this impact. One, one person said, driving home from church tonight, and I feel at peace, truly at peace for the first time. Life isn't perfect. Actually, it's quite hard. But because of tonight, I know I will be okay. Another person, prayer and worship night was so good. I actually felt a connection that brought me to tears. Pretty emotional. I'm not emotional. I just need to take a minute and thank everyone who has made a difference in my life. I'm grateful I could even go to church this evening and every Sunday now. I'm so glad that Sweet Life has changed my outlook on my life and relationship with God. I am in no way a perfect person, but God doesn't ask me to be, and I felt that tonight. I want to share with you another story, a powerful testament and testimony of prayer at our church. We have a young man in our church. He's 20 years old. He's been coming to church for a while, and he, um, he had been battling a cold. It was cold season. He'd been battling a cold, and he came to our prayer and worship night, and it was pretty cool. He stepped out, was praying for someone else, praying for other people. First time he'd ever done that. It was pretty awesome stuff, and you could tell he just wasn't feeling so well. The next morning, I look at my phone when I get up, and I have a text from his sister saying, hey, please pray for my brother. After worship night, he went to the ER. He said he couldn't breathe. So, oh, okay, we will definitely be praying. Keep us updated. An hour after that text, I get a call from his sister saying he's in the ICU. They have intubated him, and they are t- I have to life flight him to Tri-Cities. I'm all alone. Will you come, please? I said, yeah, I'll be right there. Fifteen minutes later, I'm at the hospital. I go up to the wing that they're in. And I get up there, and her, her face is just white, and she's just stone-faced. And I said, what's going on? She said, the doctor said there's nothing more this hospital can do for him. They're giving him oxygen. He just can't get any more. He's got a hole in his lung. I watched him then pull this guy out on the gurney and go to the helicopter, and I'm thinking, what, what's happening? Last night, I saw him at worship night. She said the doctor said that he could code at any moment. Any moment, he could be gone. And so I call the rest of the Sweet Life team. I said, guys, you got to get here right now. And so they left work, and they all came to this hospital. And we, we pray, and, and we you know, kind of strategize of what to do. We decide that night we're going to have a prayer vigil for him. Let everybody know in the church. Get your texts text out. Let everybody know. We're having a prayer vigil for him. After everybody left, Jason, you saw up there in that video, kind of our de facto associate pastor, he, it's just me and him in the lobby. And he says, Grant, what's the plan if he doesn't make it to the prayer vigil? What are we going to do? It was a surreal moment, going from having just seen a 20-year-old with a cold the night before to he's being life-flighted. We don't know if he's even going to make it a couple hours. We get together in that prayer vigil, and it was, it was a packed house, and we just start declaring that Jesus is our healer. We start declaring that he has the power to save. We start declaring that he is the Lord that we see in Mark, where the leper comes up to Jesus and says, if you are willing, you can heal me. And the translation says Jesus looked at him with gut-wrenching empathy and said, I am willing, be healed. And we started declaring that this was the God that we serve. 
and praying for him. Six other churches in town started praying for him as well. In fact, they actually got to the 700 Club and they did it live on TV. Sunday night, I get a call from his sister saying, he's fine. The doctor said he can go back to work tomorrow. Unbelievable. In less than 72 hours, we go from him being completely intubated, holes in his lungs, they can't get oxygen in him, he's being life flighted, he could code, he could pass away at any minute. Less than 72 hours later, you're fine, go home, go back to work. The power and testament of prayer. God moves in it if we're willing to stretch ourselves and actually start praying. This passage in Isaiah goes on to say, lengthen your cords and strengthen your stakes. Strengthen your stakes. Any of you have been out camping, okay? Um, you know what happens when you don't drive your stakes in deep with your tent. I found, that, I found this out the hard way. We're camping in this cabin. I, didn't, I, it was, I was tired. I decided not to drive the stakes in deep. It came down on top of me in the middle of the night, right? This idea of lengthening your cord and strengthening your stakes, driving your stakes in deep. We need to be deepening our relationship with Jesus Christ every single day. It needs to be what we're about, who we're about, and our priority. And it has to be. We need to make time for the Holy Spirit in your life and in this church. I spoke on the passage from Jeremiah a couple weeks ago where it says, you, where the Lord says, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all of your heart. I will be found by you. God says, I will be found by you if you seek me and seek me with all your heart. Bottom line, if you seek me, this one's on us. We got to make that choice. We got to make the decision in our life to seek him, to pursue him. We are filled up so that we can pour out. If we're not getting filled up, what are we pouring out? We're not going to be pouring out. We're going to be burning out. We need to be filled. We need to be filling our pitcher with the Holy Spirit every single day, plugging into who Jesus is. Be open and willing to talk through our faith and about our faith with other people. We're seeing some cool things with this at Sweet Life as well. I just had a gal the other day after church. She came up to me. She said, I've been going to church my whole life. I've never read my Bible. The only Bible I've ever read is what pastors say in sermons. How do I read my Bible? What do I do? Where do I start? So we, it was fun. We got to talk through that and start getting into the word of God. We're seeing a hunger for the Lord. People are saying, man, let's, let's start doing Bible studies. We've had a couple Bible studies just start because people, people just want to do it, and we start, which is awesome. It's not me trying to pull teeth. They're saying, we're doing this, everybody. People are saying, I'm, I'm hungry for the Lord. Let's, let's get it done. Just had that conversation coffee last week. A whole family came up the other day at church to say they want to get baptized this summer. They've never been baptized. They want to do it. So we're going to go down to the river and we're going to dunk them and it's going to be a great time. I'm looking forward to it. Lengthening and strengthening our stakes. And then it says, for you will spread out to the right and to the left. Your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Spreading out to the right and to the left, we have got to break beyond our own circles and our own worlds. We need to step out of familiarity in our comfort zones. When we do that, Christ is going to move in our world. You know, I was uh, speaking out of John chapter 1 the other day where uh, John the Baptist says, I'm the voice of the one crying in the wilderness, make straight the way of the Lord. And that word wilderness comes from this Greek word eremo, which means desolation which means barrenness. It came to be used to describe desolate people, people with no aim, no hope. 
My friends, there are desolate people all around you. There are people all around you that have no hope, that have no aim, that there's no light at the end of their tunnel for them. They need you. We need to stop hanging out with just Christians. We need to go love this world around us for Jesus. It's who we're supposed to be. Individual at our church decided he was, he's lived in his neighborhood for almost 15 years. He decided, you know what? I'm actually going to get to know our neighbors. For the first time, I'm going to do it. And so he started meeting his neighbors and found out one of his neighbors rides a motorcycle just like he does. And so they got together and started fixing the motorcycles together and going on rides and talking, you know, showing each other their patches on their jacket and all that stuff, sharing Sturgis stories or whatever, you know. And um, one day while they're, they're, they're working on their bikes, this other guy just starts talking about his life and starts talking about the issues that he's having with his wife right now and, different, and his estrangement from his son. And this guy at our church, he, he, said, he <laughs> looked at him and said, can I pray for you? Five words. Can I pray for you? So right there with their wrenches and their oil, rig, oil regs, he just started praying for them. Another individual, our church just got a job at our airport. And so he's there early in the morning throwing luggage on the planes and doing all that stuff. And he works with the same guy every shift. And so they just, you know, build a relationship as they're throwing luggage onto the planes. And uh, this guy just starts sharing his life as well. Starts talking about the darkness that he's coming out of and dealing with and his issues with his family and what he, his issues he has with God. And so this guy in three or four in the morning as they're throwing luggage on a plane, he gets to share the gospel. He gets to pray for this individual. He gets to share with him the love and the joy, the good news that is Jesus. I think sometimes we get caught up in the who am I? If you only knew what I, know what I've done, if you knew my story, I'm not good around other people. I'm not confident in myself. I don't know the Bible well enough. Who am I? Well, today I stand here and I tell you that you are called. Paul's letter to the Corinthians, he says, you are ambassadors of Jesus Christ. God is making his appeal through you, saying, come back to me. You are an ambassador of Jesus. You are the carrier of the message. It's not up to somebody else. It's up to you. Our very own Kim Lawless says this quote, God doesn't call the equipped, he equips the called. You are called, and as you take that step of faith, you will be equipped. You will be equipped. 2018, the year of enlarging our tent. As we grow deep and go deep in our relationship with Jesus, we'll grow wide. We're seeing that. Stretching wide in a place of prayer, believing and declaring that God moves in a place of prayer. Cutting out the flowery, fuzzy stuff and saying, God, I believe it. Let's start praying it. Lengthening and strengthening our stakes. Seeking the Lord every day to fill up our pitcher so that we can pour out. Stop hanging out with just Christians. Reaching out to the left and to the right. Knowing there are desolate people that need Jesus. And here's the deal. You are the carrier of the message of good news. You are. This morning, I I wanted to share, just as I close today... I wanted to to encourage and exhort you with this passage coming out of Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you because he has anointed you to preach good news. He has sent you to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom for the captives and release from darkness the prisoners, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor and the day of vengeance of our God 
You will be called priests of the Lord, and you will be named ministers of our God. Evergreen, the spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon you to preach good news, to proclaim freedom to the captives out here in this place. You're here for a reason. It might only be for a season, but it's for a purpose. It's to be an ambassador for Jesus. Four years ago, you blessed and released Marta and I to go do that in Walla Walla. So today I come back and I bless and release you to do the same. Can I pray for you? Dear Lord, Lord, we come, to, we come here today and we say there is no one like you, just like we sang. Knowing, God, that as unqualified as we are, we are called. We are called to be your ambassador. Now, there are desolate, hopeless people all around us and you have asked us to go to them. Lord, I pray that you would empower and anoint this church, empower and anoint every person in these seats this morning that when we walk out of this building, we would be changed, that we would have a new passion and a new desire to see every person come to know you. Lord, I thank you for Evergreen. I thank you for the blessing that they are to us and to so many others. In your name we pray, amen.